Today on the show, I'm happy to have Delphine Botharel. She's the CEO of Delphi Links. They assist with applied AI feeding deep tech innovation. And you've had an AI company for close to a decade. So what do you think about the buzzword that is AI and the noise currently surrounding it? There is a lot of misunderstanding about AI, especially among the small and medium businesses that are my customer prospects. It concerns small and medium businesses because the large companies are somewhat taken care of by the large groups such as IBM and Microsoft. But if you're a small company, all you are left with trying to find some useful information in all this noise dominated by publicity, basically. So I heard customers talking about AI as if it was a magic wand that is going to solve their problems instantly without any effort. I've heard also customers thinking that it's a piece of software that you install on your laptop and it's going to do magic for you again. I also heard more and more scary stories regarding scams. I'm going to call them scams because as soon as you put AI name on the product, you can sell it and three times the price. So this customer was paid $30,000 for a list of customers that was supposedly AI generated. So you paid three times the price for a list that anybody can find uh, on a professional social network. I told him, you just use your, use your own human intelligence and go to LinkedIn to find sales prospect because it's going to be cheaper and much more efficient. So there is a lot of disinformation. There is a lot of people just taking advantage of the name AI. There's no intelligence in artificial intelligence today. Maybe in the future, we're working on it, but today there's no intelligence. What we should say about AI is advanced statistical analysis of a huge volume of relevant historical data. And all those words are important, okay? Relevant historical data. It's so much easier to say AI, obviously. So that's why people just say AI, but it's not intelligence, it's statistics, it's mathematics behind and huge resources in terms of hardware and a huge amount of data. So that's the only thing we have today. Maybe in the future, there's a lot of discussion about what it will be, but it's already very impressive what we can do with it. The main thing you need to remember is that you need data. I tried to find out the, the, this article from The Economist, maybe you've read it. It was in 2017. The Economist said, data is a new oil. Okay. <laughs> you remember that? And people were wondering, okay, so oil is going to be easy to extract. No, it's not as easy to extract data. It's already a lot of effort to do from the company. And if your company is not collecting data, about your business or about your product or about your customers right now, it's a mistake. This is the first thing you need to do. When I go and see my customer, I told them I need at least one year of data and I need your data. And that's why the, the guy, I know it's a scam, the guy who paid $30,000 for that list because you need the data from your own business, from your own past customers. And then you can make a prediction for the future. But if you don't have the history, you cannot make a prediction, okay? The, the first thing you need to do is to collect your data. Some company also also trying to sell you her AI model 
based on industry data. And industry data is not enough. You need data for your business. The better the data, the better the AI solution you're going to get. You don't want a solution for the industry. You want a solution for you. So you, we need your data. Okay. And then from there, you can actually train with an algorithm to obtain a model. And from this model, you can make a prediction for your business. Okay. And this precision can be more or less precise. It's this precise if you have enough data. I had a customer who told me I also do computer vision. So not only a process optimization or a market customers, I also do a computer vision. Do I need to explain computer vision or is that? Yeah, no. that'd yeah? be good. Yeah. Uh, computer vision is basically what you do when you search with an image. So you can send Google or Amazon a picture with your camera and they're going to search with the image, which means they analyze what's in the image a mouse or top glasses and the computer recognize the object and try to find the same object in different pictures. Okay. This is the base to recognize what an image is about. And this is used for automated driving. Okay. So basically you give the vision to the computer. You, the computer is able to recognize objects. It is used in the industry to detect the quality of your product. Okay. BMW use it, for example, to recognize if there are some micro defects in their cars. So it's a camera and an algorithm behind that analyzes the defects. So it is well used for quality control. So what was my story about? Computer vision. Oh, yes. I had this customer who told me, I have all the pictures you want. Unlimited amount of pictures. And at the end of the day, how many pictures you gave me? 50. I said, I would need 50,000 to recognize what you asked me to recognize in the first. <laughs> right. So when we mean, when I mean huge volume of data, usually huge volume. And that's why also most people do not realize the amount of work that needs to be done to implement AI, because you first need to collect the data. Okay. And the technology about it evolves very rapidly as well. It will become more and more efficient, faster and faster. So, and do not let you ask you many questions, Chad, if you want to interrupt yeah, me. I want to know, so like a specific example, let's say you're coming in to consult with a company on their sales department and you want to apply these AI models. What kind of data points would be relevant to that? I need, would need to know their past sales with their past customers. For example, if you have a website, I would need to collect all the data regarding your customer's behavior on your website. If you have sales, enterprise sales, I would need to know the characteristics of your customers before, before you were successful in making the deal. And I would need your data because your business, so that would be the customers that are most adapted to what you're selling. Okay, that's why I need the data of that company, not any other data. So I would need their histories in this time. Obviously, it's much easier if you have uh, customers connecting to a website because you have huge volume of data, huge amount of reporting. Okay. That's why also the social media companies are making so much money about it. People, because if I'm looking on social media about you, Chad, as I can buy your data and a series of data regarding people like you 
and I will know everything. I will know if you play golf. I will know the messages you sent. I will know the posts you like. And therefore, I can determine if you are, for example, available for a sales meeting or an interview or something. Because then I could, would be able to determine if my message is accurate for your own interest. Social media companies are really the most, the ones we have the most data available because they know everything. And there is a lot of correlations that can be done with AI. For example, if you play golf and you make podcasts, I'm going to assume that you still have some time off because you have the time to play golf. And therefore, you have some part-time activities, but you have also some time to play golf. And therefore, you probably have some time to also be available for a business meeting about to, for me to sell you something. You see what I mean? Everything is correlated and therefore all the data is correlated. That's why I need to know everything about your customers, okay, including who they play golf, which means they have time because they have that. So, and as you've said, AI is really just deep statistical analysis of data. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the important thing also to remember is that you need to have all the relevant data. I had this customer one day, very, very interesting prospect. I was really excited. Their ROI was pretty clear. Okay. They had this $10 million machine, very complex machine used for rail, railway to make railroad. So $10 million machine, but also very fast. So it would fail most of the time. And when this machine, when each time this machine fails, the entire work around the machine needs to stop because the machine is really central, very important to, to, to the world. So each time the machine fails, it would cost $10,000 per day to the company because they have to pay for the delays. They have to pay for the penalty fees of everybody around this machine, all the other business. So obviously the ROI is pretty clear. If you can save even $20,000 every month and prevent this machine from failing, you have immediate, immediate reward. So that's a COO who knows his machine very well and who knows his costs very well. So they also set up sensors. That's very important. If you don't have any, enough data about your machine, about your process, you need sensors. Yeah. Well, like the website, you have data from your website, you have data from your sensor. So they have sensors, sensors, and we discuss temperature, vibrations with the machine behavior, blah, blah. So we have this very interesting workshop. I'm very, very exciting about the opportunity. They are really ready to go. And I go, I'm a salesperson. I also want to make sure my customer will be happy at the end. So I asked them a question. There was an engineer in, in that workshop and I asked him, you are the one who knows the machine very well. You have the expertise. You've worked with this machine for many years. What do you think? What do you think is the main cause, the main reason for this machine why it breaks down? And the, en the engineers just look at me and just say, right away, the driver. The driver is the main cause of failure of this machine. Great. Good point. In this data you prepare for me, do I have the name or, or the identifier of the driver? 
for how long it draws a machine, how many times during the week do I have this information in the data? Because that's critical, right? They said, no, we cannot for privacy issues and the unions would be all over us if we were doing this. So we cannot log, we cannot record who is driving the machine. I had to walk away from the deal because my model is based on data and the goal is to find the root cause of the problem. If I don't have this critical information about the driver, my model is not going to find the reason because I didn't give the model the right data. You understand? It's just so frustrating. And I don't want to do a model that has a bad precision, a bad accuracy. That's AI terms, the main evaluation of your model is accuracy. So if I cannot be accurate in my model because I miss some critical data about the root cause of the problem, again, there's no intelligence. Okay. The machine is not going to tell me, oh, wait a minute, you miss this data there. So I had to walk away from the deal and I told them, find a way to record this information because Otherwise, you're working for nothing. There's no, you have no use of AI if you cannot record this information. So that was really frustrating for me. But again, I hope, I'm hopeful that they will be able to find a, a way to record this information in the data and we can work together in the future. AI is only as good as your data. That's what also people need to remember before they, they step into that. So I am an honest person. I walked away. I know many companies would have taken the deal. And at the end, they would have been like, but it's too late. Okay. And you work for the, with this customer for six months. And at the end, you cannot obtain a good result. So I'm not like this. Okay. I'm an entrepreneur. I used to work for companies where honesty was not the main point. For me, it is. Okay. Yeah, that means a lot because this is a great example of the main point of failure you can't give me information on. I can create models for you, but they're not going to do anything. So <laughs> it just wasn't a good fit. So if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you for insights, for your services, for accurate predictive models, how could they do that? They can contact me from my website. Dell at dellfillings.com is my professional email. I also would like to say that if you're a company in transportation or manufacturing, or if you have any processes, AI is for your business. Okay. AI will improve your business. It will reduce the cost. It will improve the quality. It can also lead to more customer satisfaction as well. The one thing that I regret in the survey I've read recently is that out of, uh, among the businesses, who do not, sorry, I'm going to rephrase. Among the businesses who do not want to use AI, eight out of 10 said that they think AI is not for them. And that's a huge number. Eight out of, eight out of 10 business owners think that AI is not for them. And that's terrible. AI is obviously here to reduce the cost, at least just that. Okay, just reduce the cost. Improving quality. Do you think your customer do not care about your, the quality control of your products? So 
it's especially clear if you're related to the transportation or the manufacturing industry. And I'm going to tell you something scary. You ready, Chad? I know Chinese investors and Chinese companies who are ready to go and buy inefficient companies that are not using AI today. Because I know it's a lot of work to do that, okay? It's a lot of time, it's a lot of efforts to collect the data, work with an AI consultant. It's a lot of time and efforts. But if you don't do it, Chinese investors, Chinese companies are ready to buy those companies because they know they can turn them around, implement their own AI processes and make a better profit, okay? I think that China is number one in AI today. The proof is that they are called the factory of the world. They are extremely good in software development. I also do training in AI and I've met Chinese students who told me they start writing code in primary school. They write. So you imagine how good they are when they are 20 something. China has a 20 year strategy in terms of AI and they are very successful and they have implemented it very successfully and now they are willing to expand. So if you are a business owner and you don't want to spend time implementing AI, you think AI is not for you, contact me as well. Contact me because I will put you in touch with Chinese investor, but be ready to provide your price for your company. And that's a bit sad to see that some people just do not have the education in AI to realize that they're missing the opportunity for their businesses. So my personal opinion is that AI is dominating the world in terms of AI. They have a great strategy. They have great means to do it. And I think the rest of the world needs to wake up if they want to stay competitive enough. Yeah. Also, the Chinese built into their culture is history, always teaching history from hundreds of years, thousands of years. And so it makes sense since AI is essentially just going through historical data <laughs> that they would be on top of this. <laughs> yes. They are used to collect data probably as, as the same time uh, as we started. This collecting data strategy started in the US in 2006, the Facebook, the Google, the AWS, Amazon. Because we had the cloud, we started to be able to store this data. And this is where the revolution started, which actually leads me to another comment. And there, here I'm making a prediction. Okay, I'm not a model, but I'm going to make a prediction. I've read some very interesting news recently, I think even today. There, uh, the unemployment data for the young generation in China is at more than 20%. Unemployment for young people at 20%. And that's a bit scary because I'm thinking, being an AI person, is that because of AI? I don't know. I'm not an economist. I don't know where it's come from. But China being so much in advance compared to us, is this what's going to happen to us in five or 10 years? Either you are in AI and you have a job or you don't have a job and it means... The young generation doesn't have enough job. That's a bit scary. Okay, that's my prediction, but I'm, my accuracy is not very good. I just uh, hope I'm, I'm not correct about that. I hope I'm wrong. A lot of people talk about unemployment as a consequence of AI. I do believe it's true. I just 
before, I would say, 10 to 20 years before we actually can feel the changes, I actually feel now that we're going to see the changes in less than five years because it's really accelerating. If you look at ChatGPT, the main research people, so the research people, okay, just a prototype, prototype algorithm, research level in a lab, 2018, 2023, everybody knows about it. A lot of people have already used it and everybody's talking about it. Five years later, we have the right public implementation for everyone. Five years from research to everyone. It's, you're not scary? I'm scared. The acceleration between research and business implementation is... The thing is, I look at this as an opportunity. So just like you, I'm a big AI implementer. And for those who are not thinking about it or doing it now, we're going to have a massive advantage. And it's from a business standpoint, it's great. <laughs> and this makes sense why Chinese investors are saying, oh, I can scoop up companies and, and rebuild them. It's a great business plan. Like if you have a, a business that's been around for 10, 15 years, right? And it has a nice base of customers and has all this information and you're not thinking about implementing AI, they're going to buy it from you, which is fine. You can retire and take your exit. And they're going to take your business in three exit, four exit, maybe 10 exit. I know that's, that's a business opportunity. And maybe large companies are also going to do the, the same thing other than in China. But uh, this is a business opportunity, but we are going to leave a lot of people just where they are today. They're not, because the, change, the speed of change is quite impressive. Okay. Yeah, that it is. I want to thank you, Delphine, for coming on the show. And I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash the subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.